Flogcast may occasionally contain explicit content that makes it not safe for work or for minors. It also doesn't provide an excuse to use the same words on Bay 13. Normal Bigfooty rules still apply. All right, so this is the Flogcast for the trade and free agency period. The emotionally checked out Tiger Starburns is here, and I'm joined by the Mayor of East Geelong, Teach. Hello there. Um, I've forgotten all these intros, Dan. Um... Of course you have. I, I wouldn't expect it any other way. Fucking. You can't get it right during the season, so why would you get it right during the off season, man? The podcast resident piano man Dan. Just write it down. You know, it's not it's not that hard. Uh, well, well, maybe 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 <laughs> Legrill can do a better job. He did put his hand up early to to lead this first year player, saying, "I, I want to be captain." Um, the Bryce Gibbs effect. <laughs> Well, he didn't want. He didn't say he wanted to be captain. He just wanted to be in the leadership group, didn't he? Yeah, but he hadn't played a game for the club. Oh, yeah. The number one fan of Sam McClure from North Legrill. Good evening. Fight the power. Australia's major exporter of baby formula and the head of the Focus on Family ticket at Hawthorne <laughs> Penal. G'day. Is your slogan, it's okay to say no to the tit? <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Let me write this down quickly. <laughs> Roll the gold. And joining us finally from the Skype void of the, last, <laughs> of the last few months, <laughs> we have some Richmond goo here, and it's Richo at the disco who's making his long-awaited return. Say That's something. Like You're here. Life. You cut out. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no. No. Oh, no way. No. Can't be. Maybe he did have legitimate F-ups with... with oh, oh. <laughs> oh, sorry, what was that? Is he there? Yeah, hang on. Richo? Oh, no. You know what? Maybe it just wasn't meant to be. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. For all our listeners, um, Richo at Dix- oh, Disco oh. was coming fine. Prior to us starting, mm, it was all going swimmingly. He's doing this for effect, isn't he? he maybe, maybe he is. Maybe he is. No, I think he, do, he must just be on NBN or something. <laughs> right. He's finally fixed his uh, Windows Vista issues, but then in the meantime, he's upgraded <laughs> to NBN, and now he's uh, gone forever. That poor freak can't take a break. I mean, you can only cry wolf so many times. I don't know if we can believe him beyond this. Not working, is it? It is. There we go. Oh, there we go. Hey, you got me. Got him. Hey. Got him. <laughs> what did you do five minutes ago? I don't That's know. Amazing. I might have touched it. I don't know. I'm, I am on a bit of a dodgy internet here. I've just moved recently and uh, haven't set up my own. You know, I'm piggybacking off a neighbour who's stupid. The left there's open. So. Wi-Fi internet. Pirate, pirate internet. Pirating. Yeah, and I'm down. We at Flogcast don't approve of um, piggybacking no. on, on internet. This is just the ongoing party. This is this is what happened after the Richmond flag with all the free alcohol in Swan Street liquor land. It's like we're just taking everything <laughs> at this stage. Is that right? I'm I'm pillaging. Yeah. <laughs> Pillaging. I was going to say, probably all spent, you've probably all spent all your income on bloody um, memorabilia. And... Carlton draft slabs. <laughs> with special Richmond cans. I spent three bucks on the night poster outside the ground. That's all I've spent from memorabilia so far. 
I bought the thing at the family day. It was like the season review book. It was like the footy record equivalent. It wasn't the grand final record. I didn't go to the family day. Winning thing. I was too Did anyone buy the limited edition lithograph of the young girl? <laughs> I believe you could get that for free. You could buy the uh, Luke Hodge One Club Legend uh, memorabilia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to do did. a Sam Newman and get that girl on the outside of my house, like you did with Pam Anderson. <laughs> Goo or tears. A lot's happened over the last month. It can be for anything you want. In Richo's case, it can be the build-up from however long we've been waiting to get him on here. In Am I allowed to goo over the grand final or is it too late? No, nah, you can go over the grand final. We've been waiting for it. It's, for a, it. Soft, it's, not, it's a soft kill, Not though. too late, Dan. I'm, I'm, you... I'm still seeing Richmond supporters wearing Richmond attire every, everywhere I go. It's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can wear it. I think you can wear Richmond stuff. Like for the next no, I, I don't think you can. Yeah, no, you can. No. You, can. you can do whatever the fuck no, you want, Dan. But, but, if, right. Unless your team's won a premiership this millennium, it, you don't understand. It, 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 bugs, <laughs> it bugs me when t- when people wear their team's attire the next day after a win. Like, if, if Richmond supporters did it... Aggressive scarf wearing, final, Dan. We're going to find can, you can, wear I, our scarves aggressively no, at you. I can understand if you did it after the grand final, but if you're still wearing your Richmond stuff now, then you're a bit of a flog, really. If it's a look at the Thing. If you've gone home after the game, you shouldn't be wearing that stuff. No. Well, uh, the, the next I mean, morning, the next morning I, after a grand final win, and even like maybe into the next the week. The next morning is fine. The next year. Uh, after but, uh, that, I mean, it's got, there's got to be some statute of limitations. Depends what you define as as gear. Like I've got a, a t-shirt with I mean, the you've old. You've seen uh, these people. You've seen these people who wear their shit. In the middle of summer, walking down the streets, yeah, like the you teach. know what sort of socio demographic they fit, and they are bottom feeders. Who the fuck's wearing a scarf in the middle of summer? Well, not scarf, t-shirts, and fucking. It's not just the scarves. I'm seeing people with t-shirts. I'm seeing them with the jumpers on. I saw one person with a beanie on during the week. Well, that's I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, bottom feeders. I mean, you, you have a look at them. They're always. Yeah, no, I, I know so, what you mean. I live in Midland, in Perth. You're pretty much preaching to the choir on that demographic, so... Yeah, I mean, God help us if Fremantle ever win a grand final. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you're the only one that has to worry about that, Pernal. The rest of us can yeah, pretty easy. We don't, we don't have to worry about that down here. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't think oh. we're going to have to worry about it over here either because it's probably not going <laughs> to happen. You'll have slow an alarm on the tram down from Fitzroy wearing his Frio gear, but that's about it. So. <laughs> yeah, so can Richo have his goo now, Dan? Yes, yes, he can. Yeah, go on, go on. Well, my goo is for everybody who, all the Richmond fans, like the last 10 or 15 minutes of the grand final, I just stood up and looked around at all these people who were crying and hugging each other. Like, I was just laughing like an idiot. But it, for, it, it's ridiculous that it means so much to people, but it does. And it's like 37 years of having shit heaped on us, and it's just, it was just, just, just happy. It was just happy times for people. It was just nice. Particularly in a place like Melbourne. Your, your football team yeah. is inseparable yeah, from Mel- your identity is... in a sense. Absolutely. And Richmond is such a part of it. I mean, what the suburb itself, I mean, that was amazing because it's right there. For me, my family's been in Richmond for 65 years, had a connection to it, so that was nice. And it was just, you know, it was beautiful to see people like Richo and Benny Gale, people who played their hearts out for over a decade for the club and, you know, see some success finally. It was nice. It's nice to see some genuine last couple of years and even 2007 with Geelong just these outpouring from these real... Yeah. You know, traditional I mean, I was, clubs. I was so wrapped the Geelong people when they won it in 2007. Like, mm. I was ringing all my Geelong friends and just going, I'm real. Yeah. So happy for you. Especially after years of 
you know, grand finals won by interstate franchises like Sydney and Hawthorne. Hawthorne. Yeah. yeah. And Geelong had been Geelong had, had a bit of the colour wobble about it. We've been the opposite really. We haven't got near it for a long yeah, time. And then and same with the dogs. <laughs> they hadn't got there in So could I just yeah, well, could I just say, Richo, that I agree with you completely. Like those are exactly the same sort of feelings that I felt in terms of, you know, just seeing sheer joy and hugging random strangers that I got to feel in in uh, 2015 when we finally broke through and broke our long premiership drought of 12 months. So <laughs> I knew that was coming. But 2008. You trash any, you trash any stores or cars Sports. after the game, Richo? No, I ended up at the Royal Tennis Club that I didn't even know existed, which is just off Punt Road. Like, you know that French game, that indoor tennis thing? It's a pot game. No, I know where that place is. Yeah, it's on Sherwood Street, just off Punt Road. I ended up there drinking mow it. Mow it shand on till about ten thirty, then went into into the city for dinner. It's nice. It's quite civilized, you know. <laughs> well, at least you. Yes. Well, you can take the Richmond out of the boy, but sometimes you can't take the boy out of Richmond or whatever that whatever that's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You flip that yeah. around. Yeah. yeah. Except um, the opposite of that. You can take the boy out of Richmond. And nothing says civilized like uh, ordering a glass of mow it. <laughs> 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 Hey, smart ass. That's actually how the French pronounce it. Oh, bullshit. Uh, it's true. Look it up. Anyway, we didn't order glasses. We drank bottles, mate. We had yeah, to put Like civilised people. Did they, oh, they, put, drank, we put, they put in a glass. Giant order glasses. We just grabbed bottles. Shut up. No. <laughs> Who wants to go next? Yeah, I've got there. tears. For me, North Melbourne, Everton, New York Giants, New York Knicks, Philadelphia Phillies. It serves you right. You should, yeah, if New you're supporting Rangers. the Knicks, you don't deserve to complain you should know better than to get your hopes up i am devoid of hope <laughs> out of any of my teams yeah not surprising oh, that sucks. pick terrible teams to follow yeah but at least those teams will never relocate oh never say never in america well i guess the knicks won't no the, the knicks and the giants aren't going anywhere and Everton, probably you pick some pretty established teams yeah well done <laughs> no relocations for you to look real at least yep except for north Next up, fuck off. I've got mild goo, mild goo yeah. because we managed to offload that fat, useless slob Motlop, and uh, <laughs> we got picked. We got picked nineteen for him. I couldn't believe oh, it. Grace, but it was sort of it was tarnished a little bit by the fact that we had to give up nineteen to get Ablett when it would have been well, would have been super sweet would have been super sweet if we could have dropped pick 22 for Ablett and kept pick 19 that would have been hilarious oh but but, but all the all the fucking all the luminaries of the Geelong portal like Dr Jerome was saying there was no way they were going to give up pick 19 at any under any circumstances well I had it looked to. Like that was the deal they yeah. wouldn't have got it if they weren't going to give charity, it up. fucking charity pick to trade in Ablett teach yeah, that's what I thought. I thought that there's no way that he was worth pick 19. They broke so there's only, one, there's only one reason we got pick 19, yes. and that was to get Applet back. Yeah, uh, so they give it to well, It's just like how Melbourne got the first rounder for yep. Frawley. It was a disguised priority pick then, and this was a disguised yeah. Ablett draft bargaining chip. And I reckon that does but link some people it. can't see it, like, mm. when it's straight in front of their face. Some people mm. just refuse to... I reckon that does link him to them taking Weller for pick two, though. 
because oh, they've yeah. gone. We'll come, we, we'll come to that. <laughs> oh, that that is the biggest smash and grab going around. That <laughs> one. fucking hell! No. When I saw that, I thought they were getting pick five back. <laughs> we'll come to it. But can you imagine that the greatest trade heist of all time happened to involve Fremantle, and it was Fremantle who made out like bandits, not the other way around? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Considering Fremantle's <laughs> first such a decade big fucking of crime, they could make a movie out of them. Over. <laughs> How did the AFL approve that deal? Oh, it's just a it's surprise. It has surpassed the Hodge they, trade. It surpassed the Hodge, the crowed for pick one trade. I would be surprised if it went down like this. The trade got told and, and um, the AFL have gone, no, you're not keeping that pick. We've looked after you enough. You're going to take oh, an established player. I mean, we'll come to it, I'm sure, yeah. but you can't judge it now. No. You're going to have to wait because Weller could win a Brownlow and Fremantle could draft a dud with pick two. Mm-hmm. Which they probably will. The the Hodge the Hodge for Crow trade only looks good because we drafted Hodge and Mitchell with those picks. And you got Crowed back. <laughs> but Frio also got McFarlane, who was a champion for them. Yeah. True, but he was almost steak knives in that trade. He was. But he turned out to be a bloody good better player than Crowed. It's effectively when when you factor that Crowed came back for fuck all, it is Hodge and Mitchell. Crowed went back for pick ten. It wasn't fuck all. But they yeah, paid pick ten they to get him back. That on us. I think so. Yeah, like but that. then Freer wasted that round. on a spud. So, again, it's the same, it's the same thing as, as Weller. If they waste you... pick two on a spud, then... Yeah. Anyway, who wants to go next? Who hasn't gone? I guess I'll go, and I'll have uh, tears for this whole Lisa Wilkinson kerfuffle. Not because I particularly care about it or I'm taking one side over the other, but just in the sense of how can this be front-page news for, how what, the fuck was could it she four be... or five nights in a row? How the fuck can she be diddling Peter Fitzsimons? <laughs> the fucking pirate-looking motherfucker. I was going to say, do you reckon he takes his fucking bandana off in bed? No, nah, he keeps it on. Yeah. He, would, he yeah. told her it was a footballer and she didn't look into it. <laughs> she's, she's the one who's actually a rugby union Jesus, I mean, you know, she's, well, reasonable. He's all right for a 58-year-old. Whatever she yeah, is. and he's, oh, he's just a cockhead. He's a windbag. He's been punching above his weight for his, his whole life. That's right. Well, apparently, no like, I, I, was a young, I was a little young to see him play like Union, but apparently he was sort of like, put it this way, he thought more highly of his career than perhaps was warranted. I think he only played like six or eight games for the Wallabies, but he played. He had a good career in France, I think. So he's basically Lumumba. <laughs> dribbling a whole bunch of shit on based on yeah. an okay career without yeah. the documentary pretty much yeah but but that fucking bandana is a massive attention whoring oh thing, it was so. funny because um it's... i was talking to my mates about it a few years ago and i go that fucking bandana's a bit rough isn't it and my mate goes he's got cancer you know and, <laughs> <laughs> and, pretty, and he let me go for about 10 minutes and he goes no nah, he doesn't really have cancer i thought i felt like the biggest cunt <laughs> but yeah anything more on that well it just like how vapid can people be that like the demand for news means that this is the first thing that they want to hear about on a on a daily basis like in terms of the progress well, of the story I mean, are, are you surprised though i mean we've got bloody every time kim kardashian gets some um, semen ejaculated into a vagina that breaks the seal of the egg becoming big news why do you think that this isn't is there a link to that Probably. I'm not going to look it up. There'd be video of it. (laughs) A fucking slut would have done it, I can tell you. Not just her. Kanye, too. (laughs) Do you reckon he goes, I'm going to let you finish? (laughs) (laughs) And it just blows. It's just all time. 
all time. <laughs> That's the greatest sex tape of all time. <laughs> so I'll, I'll just leave with a quote from an actual journalist in the AFR uh, writing about this, this issue. More often than not, Lisa reads an auto cue, then takes a six-figure fee to spruik garlic pills, a transaction as antithetical to journalism as that garlic is to vampires. She's as much, she's as much a journalist as her, as her husband is, and his columns are best remembered, remembered for their crowning knock-knock jokes. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's a pretty savage. That's a takedown and a half, because like, the, well, the media continued generally look after each other too, so... Yeah. It's warranted uh, in this case, especially for the... uh, That sounds like a print journalist just furious over the way their industry's going compared to the fucking TV types that do fucking so much less. It's basically like a real journalist getting pissed off over the fact that Basil's on TV or the guy writing that Brad McNamara piece a year or so ago. Now, that was an almighty whack. Yeah, I guess it's a bit of sour, sour grapes, but I'm sure they'll take solace out of the fact that uh, TV is probably going to go the, the way of the dodo eventually as well with uh, streaming and on demand. Who hasn't gone? Who <laughs> got tears? I think I kind of broke the law today. Um, <laughs> kind of. This is new. <laughs> um, I was at Westfield at Knox. Scoping out Aaron Meadows. Oh, yeah, at Aaron's stomping ground. Well, he won't be there for a while. <laughs> Not for three um, more months. No, yeah, he's probably assisted as we speak right now. Um, anyway, I was at Knox. I was having a, a coffee with my partner and um, this teenage kid in his school kit comes up to me and asks if I can buy a packet of 20-pack cigarettes from him from Woolies oh. that were nearby. And I'm like, can you get someone else to do it? And my girlfriend's like just shaking her head at me. And he's like, oh, no, I've got no one else. Can you just do it, man? I've got the money here. And I'm like, oh, fine, whatever. I'll go, I'll go do it. So he gives me 25 bucks to get like a pack of Winfield 20 pack or something. I give it to him. Doesn't say thank you. Just walks off. Um, so cunt. yeah, ungrateful little shit. <laughs> um, and he was probably 16, 17 years old. So I'm finishing my coffee and about 10 minutes later, the kid's walking back with what appears to be his mother. And, um, it, it looks like she, he's ratted out on me. He pointed me out from a distance, and the mother's come up to me yelling at me, saying, "How dare you buy smokes for my son?" <laughs> and I and I've gone and I'm, my mouth's kind of open, and I, I don't know what to say. And I'm like, "Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that." She's like, "Yeah, you shouldn't have done that. What gives you the right to do that?" And my girl, my girlfriend's just just sort of giggling to herself, and uh, I'm, I'm saying, well, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, well, I mean, you know, maybe maybe your son shouldn't smoke. And she, <laughs> well, that that still mean that still doesn't mean you can just go and buy my son smokes. He's only 17 years old. And my, my girlfriend my girlfriend chimes in with, no, you don't have to get angry. Just have a smoke. <laughs> and, and, and she lost it. She's like, "Fuck you!" And and I'm I'm like, "Let's just get up and, and and go." And and we were walking, and she's yelling, "I'm gonna get security to get get you guys kicked out. I'm gonna follow you to your car and get your number plate." And I'm just like, "Just keep walking, just keep walking." And she didn't follow us, but I looked back at the kid, and I just gave him a, a really. Cl- I wanted to say, "Why the fuck did you sell me out?" You could have just said, "Oh, he's gone." So we just left, and she <laughs> luckily, I don't think she followed us or got out got my plate. But yeah, and I, I just I felt like sick in the guts when I got in the car, to be honest, because I didn't feel right doing it afterwards. Because, I mean, I, I don't think it's a big deal, but you, it's illegal. You can't do it. But the mum was like, she was fuming. 
And Ooh. I just, I, just I, I felt, I felt sick in the guts. It's like what, I, I need what, to get out of here. What made you do it in the first place? I guess. Well, I said no initially because I didn't really want to do it. And he's like, oh, I got, and I said to him, can you get, you know, one of your mates or someone else to do it? And, I, and he's like, oh, I got no one else here. Can you, can you just do it? And the coffee place I was at, it's called Michelle's. It's, it's right near. Woolies in that shopping centre, and I just, um, I'm like, well, all right, just wait here, I'll just go do it. And it only took me like five minutes to do it, and yeah. And when he left, I thought that would be it. And he <laughs> comes back with his mother, and it, she must have caught him with the smokes or something, and then probably demanded, well, who got you the smokes? And he just sold me out, a little shit. He should have just like stool pigeon. What's that? Should have shaved the little stool pigeon. <laughs> Dan's gonna appear on like one of those fucking a current affair shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Menace <laughs> to society. Seedy country by cigarettes for little kids. Does it make you feel big buying cigarettes for underage kids? <laughs> Mr. Dan, Mr. Dan, wait, wait, Mr. Dan. Oh, yeah, <laughs> those current affair guys followed me and shit. And then Lisa uh, Wilkinson can put it on her show. Yeah, she'll she be on the, uh, her, on the project or, or now. So. Oh, it's Tra- Tracy Grimshaw will say something disparaging about me. I feel sick now just talking about it because that mum was, was fuming. And she had every right to be fuming because it's, you know, I shouldn't have done it. But it, I don't see it as a big deal, you know. I sort of agree with you, but at the same time... Yeah, I, you know, I reluctantly did it. And, I mean, had I known that I'd have to put up with an angry parent, I, w- I would have definitely not gone ahead with it. Oh, and another little thing, too, that sort of pissed me off. That little shit only gave me $20. A pack of 20 cost me 25 so I had to put in a dollar extra to get Oh, dick move. Oh. <laughs> I didn't say anything, but I was expecting a thank you afterwards, and he just just took the cigarettes out of my hand and, and just walked. Not a good day for you. He dobbed you, you got played. Yeah. You got played something. You fierce. got played big dog. I've got tears for... Look, sometimes the AFL do dodgy things, and it did get referenced before. Sometimes they do dodgy things, but I've got tears for the fact... It's for Geelong supporters, really, and the inability to accept that the AFL gave them a handout to go with all the government, state government ones for their cheat ground, and that the AFL have given them that priority pick for Gaza, which... You know what? They didn't deserve it. And that's a, that's a point in itself. It was pretty shitty, but they got it. But the idea that, you know, for all the talk about how much Geelong cares about Gary Ablett, they weren't prepared to give up the cheat pick for it. So, yeah, that's all yeah, I've got. Yeah, maybe Geelong were just only looking out for Geelong this whole time. Mm, yeah, well, that's sort maybe of where I'm going with it. Yeah. Concerns being fake. Mm. <laughs> give us, give us, give us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, at least, at least you're transparent about it, Teach. Well, it's pretty bloody obvious, let's face it. Man, yeah. it's so obvious. Like, the AFL clearly tries to manufacture narratives. And yep. if you're on the receiving end of some good fortune, like, you know, allegedly Hawthorne have been at some point due to a bit of favourable umpiring, you just gotta, just, you just got to go bit. with it. Just embrace it. And, um, Freaking Hawthorne. Yeah. And, um, I was a bit surprised at that narrative. Hawthorne wins again, slash yawn. Like, that wasn't really a winner. Anyway, I think it's time to get into the recaps of the trades. And we'll go around the circle. A winner and a loser from trade period. And I think we're going to get some of the same answers, particularly for the loser category. I think there's probably two standouts here. But who wants yep. to go first with a trade period loser? Fucking Gold Coast. Coast. Let's begin there. It got referenced. Is this the worst trade ever, like, ever made? Do do they not rate the draft this year? What's wrong with them? Like I said, I've got a a conspiracy theory of my own that does link into the Gary thing. Um, I honestly think that 
the AFL have gone, look, you've got a player who's homegrown that wants to come to the club. You will be paying pick two for it. We will give you pick 19 for Gaz, which you could argue is probably a little bit over, but not really what they wanted. But you can get Lockie Weller, but you're going to have to give up number two. I think that it's almost a desperation move. That, like, they're that desperate to get anyone who wants to come and play for yeah. them, that they will trade such a high price. This is not AFL, sank, uh, like, imposed on them, because I can't see the AFL doing it to, like, help out Fremantle. Yeah. Um, obviously, the... the, um, so the, the thing the, is, the, I yeah, think... Pick, Pick 19 for Motlop and then for Gary. That's obviously stage managed because it's part of the ablet. Oh, what a good story. He's coming home thing. But I think it's just, yeah, he's they're, they're so desperate to get players that want to play for them and trying to establish a bit of an image as a destination club of sorts that, yeah, mm. they, they were always going to blink first on this one because Fremantle mm. could have just said, that nah, is contracted for next year. Yeah, and... I think it's just taking a player that they desperately wanted and rather than drafting a player at two who might just try and fuck off home anyway. There has been a bit of talk that guys at the top of the draft, like Rayner, don't want to go into state. Okay. Like, uh, don't want them walking out. I'd still almost think that a pick swap and their second or whatever they got, or 19 from Geelong, would have done this deal and they still mm. would have drafted in the top few. You know, it's The weirdest thing I thought strange. about this was when, because um, obviously Fremantle were linked to Nathan Wilson, who they got for like a second rounder, and everyone was saying, oh, you got to give up more for, for Weller than you do for Wilson. And I'm like, hang on, where's the, where's the logic in that? I mean, yeah, he's kind of contracted, but yeah. at the same time, Wilson's like proven himself to be a genuine gun in a top 14. Yeah, okay. And like, better what's, what's Weller done? I guess you're fucking paying for potential, but it's a big price to pay. Yeah, I, I still think I still let Fremantle winners up at this trade period. Yeah, I don't think cheap and th- actual winners as opposed to last year where people said they were winners and really they they really well, only got Brad Hill. Yeah, um, so they've got out. They've got pick two and five. Wilson can play. Weller plays that halfback flank anyway. That's Wilson's spot. So. You put in a better player, and you get got pick two in the draft. Yeah, I just think I, my concern is I don't think Gold Coast particularly wanted pick nineteen for Ablett. Of course they didn't. They wanted Mitch Duncan. No, but no, but they did. They wanted a player, and I do think that that has come into this situation mm. a little more. Okay, they've gone. Okay, we'll give you pick nineteen. You take Weller. But they could have got Weller for less. They so could have got him for less. Oh, they could have. And but, but they yeah, also he could have a contract. Fair play to Freo for saying not caving yeah, or not. But not Freo, him away when Freo it. got that trade offer through, they wouldn't have even needed to think about it. They would have been. They, no, like, that's right. Hand me the piece they of might paper. Have got to off sign. nineteen and something else before, and said, "Go fuck yourself." Yeah. He's contracted. You but I mean, you wouldn't say that's go fuck it. They also on that threw price, in. They also they also threw in Brandon Matera as well. Yes, so. that too. They got a handy small forward type that Lion might be. Ah, uh, he's no, he's do no good. With. Oh, that lion do something with forwards? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put him in the back pocket. I realised <laughs> as soon as I said it that probably wasn't the right words, but like what I meant was turn him into some tackling sort of fucking. Yeah, try try and turn him into a fucking tagger or yeah. inside mid. I don't know. He's been around for about seven years, material. He's never done anything. Well, frankly, yeah. the fact that... we, we we all know that the uh, the majority of uh, taggers have failed small forwards like Cameron small Ling take and but really, but, but really, but really, with that name and West Coast Matera. not wanting a piece of him, yeah, just shows. Why would you want material when you got Mark Lacroix? <laughs> and Josh Hill is he still and on Crips. the list? Yeah, I think he, cop- he copped it, didn't he? Did and Cripps, yeah. 
I think you made my point for me, kids. Who else had the Suns as a loser? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Anyone else got another loser? Yes, I've got a loser who's also a winner. The Crows were a loser for giving up two first-rounders for a 29-year-old, but they were a winner for getting two first-rounders for a back pocket. But then they lost on giving Cameron... No, oh, they, they did a right. No, they, they, they probably, won. Won. They probably Sorry, came they out won. ahead on Sorry, Cameron. Yeah, so probably. Overall, they were a winner. They were pick 12, yes, and they've got Malera. But I think the, they'll probably lose overall because they're probably a weakened team this year into next year. Gibbs in, Lever and Cameron out, probably a net loss, I reckon. It, it all depends on who they've been developing, though. Like, they are pretty good at finding types to well, that's come right. in. That's Malera, he's, he might just take Cameron's spot, I don't know. Ex- exactly, Malera might take his spot. Like, Tom Doty might step up into the role. You know, you never know. Yeah, I've heard about him. I haven't actually seen anything of him. There actually, a lot of the... <laughs> There's Tom much to see. <laughs> <laughs> I think losing Harrison Wig is going to leave a big hole in their, their SANFL team. Well, the other thing is they're without Brody Smith for the, the year as well, which is mm. a big loss. Can I take Melbourne as my loser of the trade week? Mm-hmm. Please. Just because, as um, Rich has already said, they uh, paid, what was it, two, two first-rounders for Lever on top of a big, fat contract. Which, um, but that's kind of that's kind of overs. the Lockie Weller thing, bit, isn't it? Nah, it's it's, it's overs. I think he's a bit further along than Weller. He, oh yeah, he yeah, is. yeah, no. But the, exactly the main exactly. thing is they've they've given up a first rounder in next year's Super Draft, and the hmm. reality is the someone's done the math though, and in terms of the amount of future picks that have cha- changed hands and who's got what the points uh, tallies for next year, and Melbourne are just so far down the bottom in terms of the picks they hold, because I think they've given up a, a first and second next year. But, I mean... But, so it's oh, like their, their premiership they window is this year, next year. They didn't have year. a first last year either. Their premiership mm. window is next year or bust, I think. Well, I would, I'll, I'll, I'll agree. I'll agree nah, they're a young side. they got a lot of talent. Yeah, so with GWS and the Bulldogs once, but eventually yeah. their young players are going to come out of contract and they're going to demand big, big contracts and they're going to go elsewhere and... I think they, they've overpaid for Lever because this is the market you have to overpay to get talent. And I think they've got sucked in a bit by just, you know, overpaying and uh, probably shot their list position in the foot but a I, little bit I hope at so. the same time. Nothing would There's one more point I want to make about that. It, it's just that I understand the point's value in terms of, you know, father-son, academy That's picks. That's the only thing they're relevant for. Exactly. But a lot of people seeming to place the value of those points a lot higher than they should be. Well, I yeah, think it's indicative of exactly what you've got in a particular draft. Yeah, I know. But, it, I mean, surely it's what, you, it's what you do with that draft pick that's ultimately important. Yeah, and Melbourne's uh, track record of uh, selecting quality youngsters and developing them into great players <laughs> is unparalleled. Unprecedented, dare I say? Yeah. So even then, well, they could say they're doing other moves as well. Like just say to pick one, a pick one out for pick thirty-one. And draft points aren't exactly <laughs> allocated <laughs> yet anyway because we don't know ladder standings for next year. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, but, but there was the, the the point I'm making is because obviously the the chart that was posted yeah. was based on this year's ladder positions, but still there was such a massive disparity between Melbourne and even even. Richmond, Adelaide, GWS sides that were uh, finishing in the yeah. uh, top four and thus getting that, higher picks. But, but, but so again, that's easily explained by the lack of high picks. Like, it's right in that respect. Yeah, but, but next year's the super draft, the and super 
draft. Every next year is the super draft. No, no, because it's been two slow years now, and that's been that's Does been. Does that automatically cast. make it a super draft if there's two slow years? No, no, but like thought, there's actually there's actually been people, forecasts people, on this. People knew twelve months ago that yeah. this year was going to be kind of meh because everybody looked no, at the under eighteen championship teams and said draft. most of the best oh, talents or are uh, basically coming through next year, not this year of the teams that were picked in the under-18 championships. Like, there's a lot I'm of sure games. I hear this every trade period, though. Oh, next year's a far better trade period, a far better draft, the kids are far better, blah, 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 blah. It all depends on the player for the need of the club. If there is, a say, a great centre-half forward for a club that needs a centre-half forward at the top of the draft... Then oh, yeah, yes, but nobody, nobody's, argu- nobody's arguing that there's not five or six very good players in the draft. It's just what happens beyond that. And it's and it's whether your depth goes to like the forties or that falls out at the twenties. And I think usually this year draft, it falls yeah, out in the tens. Yeah, somewhere in the teens. Yeah, supposedly, basically towards the end of the first round. Points will matter though next year because they're going to bring in draft pick trading, which we'll talk about later. Like you'll have a value as a trading partner, I guess you could say. Yeah, I, get, don't, I don't want to get hung, hung up on points. The point I'm trying to make is Melbourne overpaid for Lever. Mm. They don't have a they first did. round the next year and. Crucially, they let Watts go for pick 31, which they kind of, a bit like the dogs did with Stringer, they poisoned the well and mm. came out publicly and said he, is, he doesn't train hard and he's on the gear, or words to that effect. Uh, they let <laughs> no, that I think that was there. inferred more than directly stated. <laughs> they, but they, anyway. they, they, they let that get out there, and as a result, it uh, meant they, they probably could have got a... Jack Watts they, will not be counted. They probably could have gotten a late first round, early second round for him, ended up getting pick 31, which, meh. Well, speaking of Stringer, time for my choice of the loser of trade period because the Western Bulldogs had pick 11 on the table from Adrian Dodoro, of all people. And it's gone. Like, <laughs> that was literally what it was. All because, was it, was it the story that Peter Gordon got involved? I swear I read that, that, you know, it was all poised to be made and someone at the Dogs started to make greater demands for a player that, once again, Penal said they poisoned the well against, who was an absolute degenerate cultural cancer. And yet, pick 11 was exactly perfect option to wipe your hands of him and yet yeah, take that and run yeah you, absolutely you take that and run and in yeah. the end they got a couple of second rounders and what did they trade for Shaki in the end they turned Stringer into 30 and Shaki which is not too bad it's a bit of face saving but they could have yeah done a lot better if they had taken the first offer Shaki's an iffy one like you put him in the forward line with Cloak and Tom Boyd you've got a very mentally fragile little forward line going on there <laughs> And too big. They won't, they yeah, and, that, and that's the oh. thing. It's very tall. You can't play them all at once. Like, Richmond went cold well, on Shaq because he failed a psych well, test. Yeah, I guess the, the long term, because Cloak's yeah. I it was 31 hard. or something now. So, But um, Boyd and Shaqy, obviously, future. I thought Shaqy failed. This, this, the test that Shaqy failed was he cried. He broke it. Broke yeah, well, that was, apparently that was the thing. We were we were asking questions and he broke down crying. It was, thinly, it was a thinly veiled sort of test of his mental fortitude yeah, right. apparently you asked him about his dead dad and that's what oh caused god him to... did we well it's yep. like controlling <laughs> you know, why would you troll the god come on it depends that was, how you um, asked it depends the yeah well i mean if it, i mean if, if it's um if it's how you how did your you dead dad? Re- that's probably what you mean, but... <laughs> uh, if it's if it's like because obviously he's a footballing person so in I mean, they probably just asked, well, how, how did you react to that news and events? And, yeah, it probably caused him to get emotional, and, um, which so is understandable. So if he punched him out, would they have signed him? 
<laughs> he was very young when he said that. He was like five or something. Like, apparently there was question marks over his desire and all this other shit, and then there was all the psych yeah. thing. It sounds like he's, he struggles a little bit. That's it. That's it. Like, for all the he's time very weird he's whole year, like, struggled, yeah. he's been at Brisbane, so it's perfectly understandable. Mm. We'll have to see <laughs> how he goes at a proper football club in a good environment that is uh, culturally supportive of uh, young men. So we'll and have not to wait. Be so we'll so we'll have to wait for the next club that he gets traded <laughs> to. <laughs> Hopefully not north. <laughs> <laughs> what he won't come to North. No one wants to come to North. No, no, oh, well, no he'll, come he'll, he'll come to North via Hawthorne. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, that makes that makes sense. And, and, and they'll give us the first rounder for him. Probably. Any other losers of trade period? Has anyone mentioned North yet? Well, did you do anything? Yeah, no. But, well, but North why they're losers. For, for mine, and I'm probably biased, but North for mine are the biggest losers of trade. You got week. rejected by Darcy Lang. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I don't think we went that hard at him. Well, you inquired. You guys, oh, well, fuck. And like everybody else, he said no. He went to, you know he'd rather be at Carlton than you. He'd rather be at Silvani's bloody ice cream after training group. <laughs> Anyways, you guys are familiar with, like, fairs and carnivals and things like that. You know, you, you have them at the primary schools or in your local area, things like that. And you, you know how they've got... You, like, you know all about that, hanging around with school children, Dan? Of, of course, yes. Mm, um, well, you, you don't really get kissing booths in the fairs around here. I mean, they're more things you see in movies and things like that. But <laughs> North Melbourne officials had their own booth at Trade Week. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't... But it wasn't, a kissing, it, it wasn't a kissing booth. It was a come fuckers in the ass booth. <laughs> um, we did... Uh, it was a all. come get lots of... Come. Come and we'll give you lots of money, Booth, and nobody, nobody bothered to walk in there. Was it a bit like, you know, Ralph Wiggum on Valentine's Day pushing that little <laughs> Valentine's yeah. box and just empty? Yes, yes. Someone, yeah, someone posted, posted a funny clip of that. Name, yeah. I choose you. We did bugger all to enhance our draft position or get more draft picks for this upcoming draft. That's what you got to do when you're rebuilding. North mm. Melbourne yeah. played safe they went you know how you play monopoly and you think you're clever by buying all the cheap properties at, in the beginning we just buy the ones you land on don't you, you no, buy you everything don't. yeah well, you buy the cheap ones, <laughs> buy the cheap ones <laughs> thinking you're clever and you save some money but th- that never works well, out you put four million that's, hotels that's, on it even though the rules don't allow it you realize you the, orange buy the, the orange is the best one. yeah the orange is the best that's, yeah well that's that's, that's why those yeah, those what ones north needed to do but they they did nothing. They played safe. You got to give up something. Well, to get yeah, them. I, I kind of get it. North were not buying the orange ones, hoping that they would no. land on Mayfair. You got to land on Mayfair. They, and they went for Mayfair and Park Lane. Just they, they went for Mayfair and and, and Park they, Lane. On they didn't land on anything. But they, they, they ended up on Super Tax. <laughs> super Tax or, well, or Sioux Street or something. It's better than where they've been on Old Kent Road. <laughs> Old yeah, what you got to remember is remember what the colours on the Monopoly board. The colours on the Monopoly board, the light blue on Povo Road up mm. the front there. That's the North well, Melbourne colour right there. Brown was the cheapest, like the Apple. The brown one, brown. yeah, yeah, light blue to match the colour of the jumpers and brown Argentina. to match the colour of their oval. No, but on that, Dan, like seriously, I think There's a couple um, of winners at North. I think um, I think they should have been more aggressive. I mean, they, they but, okay, to okay. But what for? What for? Aggressive. Once Dusty and Josh Kelly to turned it down, more... was it not time to just get the fuck no, out no, of trade no, no, period, I'm, go I'm, to the draft? No, no, no. Yeah, you, got, no, no you do go to the draft, but you use the trade period to get more picks. 
you've got yeah. Robbie Tarrant, who's 29, Trade who Tarrant. is still in his prime, right. but won't see you a Trade Tarrant. Melbourne. They Trade should have, tra- they should have Trade traded out someone Todd for Goldstein. a... Well, no one wants Goldstein. GWS clearly tried. What they somebody? Yeah, yeah. GWS was sniffing, but you probably asked for more than, like, a lot more than his worth. They were sniffing for pick six. To be honest, GWS had pick eleven. Right? What North should have done is is gone. You give us pick eleven, we'll give you Goldstein, and we will pay salary one hundred percent of it because North has the money to. Not even Gold Coast Suns would take that deal for Lockie Weller. (laughs) I disagree. Pick eleven for Goldstein's Weller levels of stupid. He is finished. He He's what he finished. was worth was whatever whatever Brisbane gave Hawthorne for Hodge. That's what Goldstein was worth. What? Yeah. He's an All Australian ruckman two years ago. Yeah, but he's not that player anymore, and the game's but gone. Hodge is a Norm Smith medalist a few years ago. He should have got pick one for him. He's in Mofra's bottom fifty. Yeah, well, he had a shit year. So. Well, okay, well, the point is North should have been more aggressive. You've got to take risks. Yeah. You, you've got to give up something they to could have gone. Something. They could have gone for pick upgrades. They could have gone for a whole... I, I, yes. I agree you could have. Goldstein yes. wasn't going to get it done, though. Oh, it, no, but Tarrant Tar- well, Tar- might is, have, but I think that's well, that's risky. Well, I disagree with the Goldstein one, but because we've still got him, we've got three Ruckman on our list, and four if you include mm. Brown. And there are some clubs that don't even use a conventional Ruckman. Like Richmond used yeah. Griggett sometimes in the Ruck. Uh, I West, think, I think our list is severely imbalanced. It is. And I think... It's not good. I, yeah. But that's where you maybe, if you're trading with GWS for Goldstein, maybe you look at pick upgrades. You're not going to get anything good for him. You've got to go pick upgrades. But even if we got that, even if we got that, that would have been something. They could have, they yeah. could have got pick some fucking pick upgrade pick for Swallow yeah. or something. Yeah, you could have got pick upgrades for Swallow. Like Gold Coast. Actually, and... they, pro- they probably could have got pick two for Swallow <laughs> if he wanted to go up yeah, there. Why didn't you go to the Gold off. Coast? And, uh, <laughs> why didn't you go to the Gold Coast and ask them for pick 19 for Swallow? I'll put it to you that Andrew Swallow outperformed Lockie Weller. <laughs> they did absolutely yeah. nothing. They didn't enhance their position for the draft, and they need to if they're rebuilding, which they are. But who else apart from Tarrant and Goldstein were you looking to offload? Wood. Um, I reckon Wood would have got a... Wood might have got you something handy if you're prepared to do it. I'd have done it. Like, he's a good player. Yeah, I'd I'd have probably hung on to him. Yeah, but... um... But at the same time, like, you know, like we're, like we're kind of intimating here, you've got to give quality to get quality. And I would have traded Cunnington then. Well, it gets something yeah, good for him. Yeah, I would have been got a, you like... probably got a first for him, and then uh, yeah. the problem yeah. is you have to nail the draft pick if you're going to get rid of him. Yeah, true. The thing with Cunnington is he's quite important. Like, you don't want to go too hard, like, say, Melbourne did with getting rid of all their experienced players. Yeah, they got retired them off. It's a bit different. You don't yeah. want to get rid of the heart and soul of your club like Sam Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> when did he become yeah, that, a star? That pink ninety-something. You, you just didn't drop him. That's all. Like, no, actually, that him. pick ninety-something is good considering he was the A-delisted player and we still got a pick. For yeah, him. I didn't realize he got mm. traded till I read it yesterday, and I went, I thought he got delisted. Yeah, he, <laughs> they could have got him for no, nothing. I mean, somehow we got why, a pick out. Why? Why didn't you have a dip at Dan Menzel well, if you want players? Why didn't you have a dip at Dan Menzel? No, 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 no. We don't want players. We wanted more draft picks or enhancement of our current picks, and they they didn't they didn't act. They didn't do anything. All they did was they set up that come fuck me in the ass booth. But you had a look and at Darcy Lang. Well, well yeah, he's young enough to... One player. Yeah, but he's not very good. Yeah, well, no, no I'm, I'm not fussed that we missed out on him, but yeah, neither am I. kick the tyres. You had to try and make a play, whether it was like package up Cunnington and Goldstein or something, for someone's future first rounder. Uh, too busy 
getting it in the ass. The, the line was long and much, Did you take too much from advice from uh, Ricky Nixon and his 25 years' experience, did you? Oh, yeah, see, he was in the queue too. You stole my answer to Gornidge's question that was coming up there, Teach, about what North did for two weeks. I was going to say they hung around the car park feeding bullshit to Ricky Nixon. <laughs> Ricky's taking credit for Essendon's trade period. Apparently he? he was advising... Dutterer, yeah. <laughs> well, something definitely changed there because Essendon were not campaigners for once. They were prepared to give the dogs probable overs mm. for Stringer until the dogs fucked it. Did anyone tell Dutterer that their biggest weakness is still the midfield and he didn't address that? Well, they think <laughs> Devon Smith's going to be a midfield. They picked a whole bunch of outside players and... Yeah, three flankers fix their midfield. And, so and they, I mean, their best midfield I, is a flanker too. Well, well String, yeah. Stringer will help them out because it means they don't have to pick Kale Hooker anymore. <laughs> so that's that's ridiculous always a... little ponytail kind of. No, that means they don't have to pick um, Hartley or Ambrose anymore. Hooker will go back in the. Well, back yeah, on. maybe that maybe they'll do it that way. Yeah. Poor old Ambrose. That poor bastard got slaughtered by Buddy while Hurley's playing on fucking Sinclair. <laughs> final. That was hilarious. Oh, did he rant it? No, Rance plays on Buddy. Yeah. Oh, well, Rance, Rance played on, on Josh Jenkins. On I, reckon, I reckon I could have played on Josh Jenkins in the grand final. And yeah, but that's because him. Asprey can't. Rance played on Jenkins because Asprey couldn't, because Asprey's too slow to mm. play on Jenkins. Oh, how, how, how fast do you have to be? How fast do you Jen- have to be over 15 metres at the goal Jen- square? Jen- Asprey's Jen- very slow. No, Jenkins, Jenkins runs fast. really fast because you have to be fast to run in into an goal open play. goal. Yeah. Yeah, it's a race back to the doesn't, It just it doesn't chase hard. I think we've gone through all the losers we can come up with for trade week. What do we got for winners? Frio. This one's easy. Frio. Frio. Oh, West Frio. Adelaide. I think West Coast. Coast. How, did, how did Adelaide get... No, but West Coast traded well. out of the super draft to get into this one, apparently. Yeah, Carlton they... will be winners in the long term. No, it's not a super draft then. It's not, it's not a super draft. It's West Coast have gone all in on this year instead, which is... Yeah, because deployed. I think what, they do, what they're doing... There's a few mature-age WA players that are around that mark with all the picks that they got, and I think they want them all. <laughs> Another Tom Doty type. They're in no uh, man's land, the Eagles. They think actually, they are you, are you, are you referring to their pick 13 with the mature recruit potential? Nah, they've got guys in, they've got picks nah. in the 20s. And then they traded for Cheekwee too. Yeah, actually, <laughs> my bad. I did see that fucking future first-round trade. I was just basing that off the, off the trade where they got... Um, Brendan Archie for a packet of twisties because uh, always born said he's going to be the next uh, Josh Kennedy. But and, that's a good uh, move and, because and, Brendan Archie's you know, brother is where? Where's Brendan Archie's bro- talented brother play? Gold Coast. Goldie. Thank you very much. Good move, West Coast. Stable pony. Yep, the brother's As there. you know, always born is uh, never wrong. So, <laughs> Any other winners? How did Adelaide get Charles picked did, 12 with Charlie Cameron? Because yeah. Brisbane, Brisbane like the Gold Coast, that's I think disgusting. are pretty desperate for a player who wants to be there. That's right, yeah. That's and they got a first-round compo for fucking Rockliffe, or end of first-round compo for Rockliffe. That's did they? I thought that was the that's second disgusting round. too, yeah. Well, priority picks disguised as yeah. compensation. It's not good. Like, you know Melbourne got pick three for Foley. Yeah. They drafted poor old Brayshaw with that, and he just keeps getting knocked out. That's, that's karma. Melbourne's karma is visiting upon poor old Angus Brayshaw's head. <laughs> it's, got a bit of, it's got a bit of Morgan Ashley sort of injury trolling. Just a little bit. Just a hint. Oh, I feel, I feel for Brayshaw. Of course you do. Yeah, oh, mate, the gun player. Wins. Any other winners? Yes, he is. I have to say uh, for, Carlton, because they obviously yeah, won on, the, on the Gibbs trade, given where they are in yeah, the window. Definitely. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, they got Kennedy. Yeah, they got Kennedy for not a lot, yeah, and they got cheap, Loby yeah. for, like, pick 100, which, you know... He the, won't play I there, mean, though, they, unless they, Cruz is injured. 
Let's all we, laugh which, at Matthew Loeb. <laughs> to be fair, Cruiser getting injured is a fairly likely proposition, and apparently they've brought him over on a big contract because he was on big contract at Port, but they have to pay someone. Hey, why so... didn't you guys chase Loby, McGrill, Dan? Oh, so we're going to have five, five rounds. <laughs> 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 Fucking why not? Why not? He would have said no anyways as well. I mean, <laughs> what's the point? Well, I I read with um, some great interest that North attended the ladies' draft, even though they don't have a team <laughs> next year. <Why? laughs> that sounds like, some, that sounds that like something shit. someone creepy would do. Just turn up and... Why, why would they even... Chicks. Yeah, no business being there. Just turn up and... So, yeah, what they were doing on the draft period, I'm not... Trying to recruit oh, Hannah Nouncy. I, I don't know what they were doing. Well, that probably would have happened too. <laughs> That's such a Brad Scott thing, though. Like, you can imagine while every other side is trying to revolutionise the game by playing with no Ruckman, Brad Scott's <laughs> just going to try and recruit every Ruckman. Aggressive to reset. <laughs> well, I mean, we could have picked him up for the AFLX comp, I suppose. Any other winners or anything else out of the trade period? What else we got? Just that it goes for too fucking long. Two and a half weeks. Yeah, I don't mind is. the length, except that just, it just means... Does fuck all happen between day one and yeah. second last day? It's just well, like all this posturing well, that's why shit. The length is stupid. Yeah. Oh, okay. It should posturing. be from eight o'clock. I think give the clubs te- give the clubs ten minutes and then that's it. <laughs> ten minutes. Ten minutes. Like ten minutes. You got ten minutes. Dating, to get but like speed training. That's not even enough time for Dodoro to think of which superstar he wants to demand. Uh, f- fuck um, Dodoro. No one cares about Dodoro. He only cares about himself, so we shouldn't care about him. Can we actually talk about Port Adelaide bringing in oh, Rockcliffe, yeah. Watts, and Motlop? Like, you uh, know, that's going to help him beat bottom 10 teams by an extra six goals, but what's know? it going to do against the top teams? Uh, I wonder how Jack Watts is going to feel yeah, like he, when he gets huh. jeered in front of 60,000 people instead of 20,000 at the MCG. Yeah, you, can, you, can, you can just imagine all three of those guys against a side that plays tough, contested football like mm. Richmond this year or the Dogs last year or Sydney through their era. It doesn't seem like a forward step at all. Like, and, and fucking, oh. we said this last time, but fucking Koshy criticised their players for not having enough heart. And, you know, we need bring players and we want to play for Port Adelaide. Hello, Jack Watts and Stephen Motlop. Are you fucking kidding? Look, I'm just glad a... North didn't sign Motlop, and that's all I care about. Mm-hmm. He would have yeah. said no. <laughs> you don't want to get turned down by Motlop. You don't want to get <laughs> turned down by Motlop or Jack Watts or anybody. Low risk. <laughs> Low risk. Low failure. <laughs> That's like the kissing booth, but you're getting turned down by, you know, a pig at the fair. Ribbles. I think we said this last year, that all the teams that won last year's trade period were the teams that actually did nothing. nothing. St Kilda kept those two first rounders. Yeah, and you kind of get the feeling that this year's a bit the same in that if you wanted a good player, you had to overpay for him. So mm. in that case, it was just better to do what you could and just try and wait for something to come along if someone was homesick or something. Frio and you but, made out like bandits. Yeah, but e- but even then, they, they they turned a player into a big pick. So if you actually wanted to wanted a player, you yeah. had to either hope that it was a stringer-type situation where the club wants to let him go at all costs, but otherwise it's better just not getting in a player and just make do with what you got. Yeah, attack free agents for, and... Yeah, try and hope for another kind of uh, even-ish season next year where, I mean, just looking at list profiles, you can't see, I can't see any one team just standing head and shoulders above the comp next year. What are you um, talking about? 
I think the uh, GWS uh, <laughs> dynasty that was prophesized will uh, will never eventuate. I think yellow to back and black, baby. That, that depth has taken a massive hit in the last few years. Yeah, they can still snag a flag, but the dynasty window is no. is over. Yeah, mm. they. I think they believed it themselves. They've been so like laissez-faire about throwing away first round draft picks. They play white collar football. As I think Brereton yeah. described it, there's no grit. It's all they expect it to happen. It's not mm. bruise free, but they it's, get the it's lazy. Their first quarter and a bit against us was the best football played against Richmond for the last three months of the season. They were all over us for the first mm. quarter and a half. They were dominating. We were just hanging in there. Kind of get a bit of feeling a la Hawthorne pre 2013 there. They just got all the pieces of puzzles, just can't quite put it together in the on the big day when it counts. They're hitting some prelim snags. It's reminding me of Port. They're 1-11 at the MCG, GWS. One win, 11 losses at the G. And that one win was against, like, fucking Melbourne, like, Neil Deers or some shit. Yeah. So it's not really a win. All right, talking points time. We'll begin with the Richmond photo. Um, It's already been talked about way too much. What a a nice pair of tits. Perfect. (laughs) Magnificent. Agree. Move on. Who cares? Did I read today that um, that photo's ended up in People Magazine? Was that true? If I don't know. You'll have to, that, you'll have to ask case. someone who read, reads People Magazine. Does anyone read it? No. I didn't even know. I'm still going. No. Anyway, for me, who cares? Uh, like, he's pretty dumb for sharing it, but really, if you take that photo, what do you think's going to fucking happen? You still don't share that. You though. shouldn't share it, but the idea, the, the legality no, thing well, makes me go, fuck sharing, sharing is caring. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Dan, you say what we're all thinking, don't you? Well, I mean... But no, I mean, I I can't get what... She's got a good pair of tits, I mean, when... You can't see the face either, that's the other thing. It's like, how can you know who it is if you don't know who it is? That's that's what I don't get, because, like, if you're you're the bird in question, like, wouldn't you want to keep it hush-hush and just be relieved that, you know, it's not yeah. a pick with your Why would you want to draw attention to it? The only way anyone's going to know that the, that is you is if you told the story of which Richmond player you hey. hooked up with after the grand final to everyone who told. Maybe she's fishing for attention. She realises that the story is everyone's coming out and saying, damn, what a nice rack she's got. <laughs> and then she's ready to tell her side of the story in a paid television interview with Lisa Wilkinson <laughs> on the project. <laughs> and something tells me that Peter well Fitzsimons will be uh, milling around at the backstage area. Yeah, but, I mean, what if there is, like, Shazam for boobs? <laughs> What now? Uh, Tom Hawkins on there? Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure we could put that. <laughs> Anything else on this? Um, well, it's just an ugly situation. It, is, it well, is an ugly situation. No, it's not that ugly. The boobs look look good. Yeah, the boobs are awesome. It's, yeah. it's a hand-wringing, desperate... Like, it's an opportunity for the, the moralizers, the crusaders, to get on their soapboxes and tell us all how awful men are. And now now, and now we know too. that she hooked up with a, with a, oh. de- a degrade football. I mean, you could have just kept, kept quiet and, you know, and picked... <laughs> You know, it's just keep, keep quiet and then, then have all these envious women going like, oh, I wish I had a body like that or I've got to pay thousands of dollars to look like that. You know, every, everybody wins if you just stay silent. But no, you have to complain about everybody it. Everybody wins and if you just stay sport. silent. I think that was yes. Carlton's attitude for years as well, just quietly. <laughs> <laughs> it's their motto. Take the paper bag and shut pretty, up. <laughs> pretty sure uh, Lisa Wilkinson disagrees with that assessment. <laughs> 
Let's go to the next talking point, and I've been waiting for this one, and it's Dan's favourite subject, Hannah Mouncey. The right decision was made. Thank God. Jesus. No, he should be allowed to play. No, we can't look have at that Look at that kill, fucking physique. Killing people in, in no a women's way. league. It's just... I don't care no, about the testosterone. I think she's right. I think you can't... I think the no, it's not currently overprepared for this to he. It's not a sh- no, you no, can't Dan, have he playing. The, 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 chop, in, in, the chop has happened, I believe. It's Stop still a he. I don't care. <laughs> Theon Greyjoy, we can call her. I don't care. Listen, <laughs> you can't have blokes playing against women in contact sports that consist of tackling or bumping. You don't um, need to tackle anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, imagine, that's imagine. the quality. That's the quality. Breaking the glass floor. No, no, you go play in the, the transgender glass ceiling, league. But that's if that that's for payment equality. Yeah, I, th- I think breaking the glass wall is what is what Hannah would do if charging at it. Having even I'm saying her now, and I'm I shouldn't be, but this this <laughs> Hannah person <laughs> playing in the women's league will be like Mumford on steroids in the AFL competition. She'll kill someone. Hmm. Yeah, I, I can't I have do, that. I do so I agree with that. So I think that's where the problem is. It's it, the background as a professional athlete does not help here as a male professional even athlete. She, even yeah. she publicly yeah. said and can be quoted as saying that she wouldn't hold back. She was going to bump. I, she was going to tackle. She was going to do everything that everybody I else think does. The, um, I think the potential, uh, sorry, the outrage that is kind of from the chief and maleficers of the world that's now the, the outrage that's outpouring would pale in comparison to what would happen if there was a Shane Mumford on Mitch Duncan style incident, mm. you know, whether or not it was a severe injury inflicted or not. Just What just about that, that bump from a few years ago that Harbrow copped? Who did he cop that one from? He hit Jordan Lewis, didn't he? Oh, they ran yeah, into each or other. was, yeah, or was just, it the other way around? Yeah, he, he, he ran into each other. Jordan Lewis went back yeah. with the flight and he got collected by Harbrow and he was knocked out cold. Oh, Boris, he got on Brendan Crummel was going to go back a bit further. Some of the women's games earlier this year, particularly the early ones, they were fierce. Yeah. A lot of girls got injured and hurt. And you're talking mm. about throwing someone in there who was athletically gifted as a male. Yes. I don't care about the testosterone thing in that. That is still a huge... You can take all the testosterone. Yep. You can chop your bits off. It doesn't change anything. Yep. You're, you're, you're a bloke. If anyone got injured as a result of letting... And amount scenes are awful. Then um, you would just have lawsuits, and the, the whole competition would be tied up in uh, legal issues for years. So it comes back to what I was saying. Like also because you're running professional competition, you do have to. I know this is the AFL, but you do have to factor the integrity of the competition is in as well. And <laughs> of I've. I've no, but I, I I think that in the case of Mouncey, you can let Mouncey in or you cannot, and there's the safety issue and all that. But in the end. You also, by letting her in, just to be equal, quotation marks, or just to do that, give that leg up or that acknowledgement, you actually cheat every other competitor. That third, that third yeah. leg up. Uh-huh. <laughs> it would be interesting if... Well, then you, you, you potentially open the floodgates, because if you let this person in, then you have to let every other tra- transgender... Then you have like, to let animals in. You do, but that's a big sacrifice just to be yeah, a success in a semi-professional sport as it forward. stands. Yeah. You would open a 20... bit of a slippery slope about pre-op versus post-op. So, what what happens but, um, in ten years' time if you've got like ten transgender types that are in the awful league, and not only are they physically dominating, but they're winning all the individual awards because they have a clear advantage over the competition? Well, that's not going to happen because the AFL aren't letting them in currently. 
No, but, but okay. Look, I'm, no, but if you if you allow one in, then you have to let them all in. I'm ignorant in this respect, in as much as I don't know whether or not like there's so much about the topic I don't know. I know that, that that's okay. You've got Waleed Ali and the project there to tell you what to think. Well, I like to make my own my own conclusions, but um, just listen I, to me. No, that, I, that's so <laughs> passe. And, oh I yeah, heard, just listen to Dan. I heard something today that she's not far post-op. So Doesn't does that, it. was that uh, intimating that her physique and her strength and all that will diminish as time goes on? Probably not that much. Maybe. But I believe a little bit. bit. Okay. Because um, obviously, I mean, they're going to do all the, all the strength testing and all that kind of stuff, but... It's still not an ideal situation. She's no. frankly too, just too big for that. What happens if you have a, 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 a Aaron Sanderlands like athlete that happens to be a transgender and wants to play? Well, you can't. Well, well, you, can, you have allowed... to. If you if you allow one, you well, have but to. They haven't allow allowed all one. They refused one. They will. They've they will soften on it next year. They've 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 alluded to the fact that that they're going to do it next season. Then and 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 then as and then as soon as someone does get cleaned up by one, then you'll probably see a change. Well, you I'll, can't. I mean, you'll you'll be the AFL will be sued for discrimination, and you can't sue for discrimination over something like that. When your well, defence you, uh, is you a could safety argue, issue, yeah. If you if you, you put, if you play fucking that safety that on that, men's competition in a in a context, and also just on that, it's the AFL. If they don't want to play a drafted, they make whatever the fucking rules they like. They will basically lean on their clubs and say, "Do not draft this player." I'm sure there's conclusive ev- evidence. I mean, there's you know, women's basketball, there's women's soccer, there's women's ice hockey, there's women's sport of all types surely throughout the world the studies have been done to give some sort of well close as close to definitive sort of reasoning as to whether or not they would have an advantage or whether or not they wouldn't whether or not it's dangerous all that sort of stuff it was an advantage for that weightlifter anabolic <laughs> yeah well Anyway, there's such a low ratio of like how many how many transgender women are there in the general population much less who are Elite like 0.07% or something. 0.07, that many. I, was, I would have thought it would have been lower. But, I mean, this... That's 7 out of 10,000. Yeah. This is still going to pop up in all sorts of sports. Yeah. I'm sure yeah, that, it's, like it's, I said... I'm, I'm, sure... I'm okay with it in singular sports, um, not team-orientated sports that have... But would you like Caitlyn Jenner to compete in the women's in the Olympics? In, in singular sports, Yes. Uh, to answer, who was it? Was it Richo saying boxing? In I'm saying no contact sports of any kind, including okay, so combat tennis, sports. Okay. Yeah, but what tennis? Yeah, cause, tennis is okay. No, because you can like objectively hit the ball harder. Well, You'd probably never be. Yeah, then it's, it's a big. It's a, it's a big grey area. That, I mean, yeah, um, she's dominant over her strength as it is. Like, mm. I mean, she trains like a... But that, that's literally, she's doing the best with the gift she's got anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's that's fine. But you're still going to have athletes that are just, you know, Monster. whether it be harder training or better genetics, just stronger. But mm. I suppose that it is a grey area when, say, a, a transgender athlete is that stronger player. Like, if she was, you know, five foot three and skinny as a rake, we wouldn't be having this conversation, would we? It's still Um, more of a corrupt, though. I think it's unfortunate, but I just don't think you can do it. This Hannah person has has to decide. And this Hannah person was playing sports before she decided to make the change, right? So you've got to decide whether playing sports as who you are currently is more important than being this, this woman that you want to be. 
because it, you can't have you can't be this woman and play in women's sports. You got to pick which one more important and stick with it. I agree with you in that sense. That Thank not, you. Not, not, it's not, it's not, like not, the only not, thing you've agreed with you have, me. Not quite one hundred percent that you have to make that choice because I feel that I feel that if if that's how you feel, you have to make the change. But then you forfeit the right to play. When that in, happens, in yes, certain doors close to you the same way that certain doors close to other people when they, you know, they pick up injuries or they, you know, or concussions, for example, you can't. Or they lose a leg. Yeah, like things like all sorts of stuff like that that actually t- takes your opportunity to do these things. Then, if you make this particular change, that door closes for you as well. It's just the way. But one is. thing, one thing I will say is throughout this whole debate. Neither side has offered any empirical evidence as to, you know, how how it all works in terms of strength and things like that. That's actually knows. what I don't think anyone knows. And I think until then, you can't make a decision. Like for once, I'm actually on the AFL side, in as much as they shouldn't really be criticised. It's pretty easy to criticise them though if you if you don't give a fuck about the sport, which a lot of the people who do criticise don't. That's right. Well, I'm not saying... I do. I, w- I watch the women's league games. No, but you, you're, you're back in the watching... AFL. It's very easy to chastise the AFL in this decision if you're not someone who follows the sport. Regardless okay. of the decision the AFL made, they would have been criticised. And for once, like they were genuinely in a no-win situation. Now, yeah, and, and they sided, they sided with their competition to... and their fan base. I would love her to play if the evidence is there that she's not, like got any advantage over the other girls or whatever the case may be. I'd still be against it. I want the knowledge. That's that's what I, I suppose that's what I'm saying. Like We need the education. The, the only thing you could probably base anything off is if there's any, any footage of her playing in her previous sports, like the other sports that she did when she wasn't transitioning oh, at all. You're getting, um, very, you're getting very... You're getting well, very I mean, that's the only there. thing. But that's, that's down the, the rabbit hole. That, that that opens up so many other questions. With yeah, that. I know, but that's that's your only bit of handball's not really that contact either. I don't if it is at all. No, but you could make a basic assessment as to how far she was moving. Plus, consider how big she is. He is. But she could always cheat that if she knew she was being tested in that regard. It's like how Morley had to do his fucking bowling tests with the sensors every time yeah. he got called for mm-hmm. chucking. And he was magically, yeah. his arm looked he a lot a straighter. Ch- We're not going to get that. He's a chucker. I know, but every no, time they tested him, he didn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm with Daryl here. On, on. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you there. He was, you know. Yeah. No balls. Actually, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, no ball. That'd make a good trivia question. Like, what does uh, Murali and uh, Hannah Mouncey have in common? <laughs> I've been no ball. Speaking of things previously discussed on here, we'll go back to um, a big point of penals from last time. And Well, who could have foreseen this coming when we recorded our last episode? But Jeff Kennett is back at Hawthorne. Oh, <laughs> it, boy. Like the, the, funny, the funniest pretty, thing. I look forward to him sacking Clarko. Well, the funniest thing. Within a day, he was sort of saying, there's no guarantee that Clarko <laughs> will stay his next his next contract. Are you kidding me? What is his beef with Clarko? He just take him. Yeah. You've got two very loud, very outspoken alpha males who each wants to be the big uh, silverback gorilla in the room. And so, well, I can tell you right now that anything that Jeff Kennett has done over his entire tenure at Hawthorne, this time or the next time, will be easily surmounted by by what uh, Alastair Clarkson's done. And history will prove that. Oh, People- for sure, for sure. Like, I've just got this mental image of Jeff walking in like he's taken over, been brought 
been to take over the china shop he's got a baseball bat he's going this has got to go this has got to go. oh shit whoops what was that to be to be <laughs> fair the other half of the china shop has been destroyed by clarko it's like luke hodge <laughs> psh, mitchell psh, Lewis, psh. <laughs> but um, i don't care you're bad clarko mate he's coached four flags i know but exactly like, his choice mate yeah, he's... cheaty went crazy in the end too <laughs> yeah but no i said um, he was always crazy you got to be I crazy thought, look true I thought Richo was going to get out. Um, you know, he walks into Clarko's office and Clarko doesn't even say anything, just packs up his shit and leaves. Because <laughs> <laughs> one thing Clarko does strike me as, he's pretty pragmatic, so <laughs> may as well make the new start now. Not, yeah, not the type of guy to uh, be influenced by emotions, whereas uh, Clarko's probably Jeff, waiting for Jeff Clarko certainly to doesn't fit that mould. Look, fun time's ahead. Really? Yeah, I, there's going to be a lot of uh, newspaper column inches. Has anyone, has anyone asked Jeff Bennett what he thinks of Panamancy yet? <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't offered his thoughts. <laughs> well, my my favourite part, though, my absolute favourite part is, of all the things Jeff goes for first when he comes in, it wasn't even Clarko he went for first. It was fucking Tasmania. <laughs> It's just like it's just like this big warning shot. Oh, fuck no. off, North. You're not getting any players, and you're not you're not getting Launceston either. Yeah, it's good. Got to protect our uh, turf. Your interest. <laughs> I don't get that. Why don't Hawthorne people want to get out of Tasmania and be a proper money. Melbourne club again? Tax money. Yeah. They want it. They 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 want money, some taxpayer money. money. Some sweet taxpayer money. Like the fact and the fact that we've won about twenty eight of our last thirty games there doesn't yeah, hurt like it's a it's a cheat ground of our own true so wouldn't want richmond playing four games a year um games in the state well you, no. you tried the one game a year interstate thing and that didn't, yeah, that didn't work, work. That didn't if, work at all if well <laughs> if if that had worked out on field for you you would have said fuck give us a few more i mean that's what we did we started playing playing what one or two a year and then Turned it into that. a cheat ground, and then yeah, we okay, were going to we'll, do. We'll we were going to do Hobart. We set up that whole deal, and then the AFL asked us to handle yeah, it. And and it all. We were the we were the first team pushed out of Tasmania for North. Hawthorne will be next. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, we were we we had uh, Ballarat we were bought, lined we were up. Bought out of we, we had Ballarat lined all up, and then James Brayshaw didn't negotiate with both sides of government. <laughs> Boy dog told me that. Yeah, useless Brayshaw again, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, that's just. Just another example of North riding on every club's coattails. <laughs> that's that's the uh, that's the only one board shows aren't been able to hit it out of the middle. It was the Labor Party one? <laughs> Anything else on Kenneth? I think it's it's going to be a reasonable move in the short term um, because he obviously pleads brown and gold and cares a lot about the club. So is it, it is it apparently fucked up your focus on family ticket though? I think we might have to reshuffle a bit. Obviously we we didn't get uh, Stringer in to be the new captain, which was disappointing. But I think we can we can still pull something off if we can um, just get Tom Petrosky aboard seats and what about uh, we need to get Ricky Nixon in there somewhere. Change um, it to focus on Felicity and see if she can pull you off. Does she still, does she still go alright or what? I don't know. I was about to ask the same question. She used to be. <laughs> we made a few mistakes lately, like with the Gaudry appointment and with the awful thing that didn't didn't work. So he's probably someone who I feel could right the ship. But, but I, think, I, I wouldn't like, want him to overstay his welcome and be there for like ten years or something, like Eddie. Because somebody brought up they should have signed Jake Stringer. I think that could have been a great way to have brought the salary cap. You bring him in, he 
gambles all his wages on the pokies that they're so prolific <laughs> over in Hawthorne. And it, you it know, you back into our money, back into our coffers' yeah, so, profit. Oh, that's what the Bryans used to do with Thev to keep themselves out of debt. <laughs> so yeah, it's just like in a, a net neutral yeah. contract. Well, and we got that. We got that random. Uh, we got that random Geelong flogo for CEO, which. Um, yeah, it's a shame. I, I really wanted uh, Leth Lean. Looks like he's off to, to Carlton now. Yeah, which, instead um... of Trigg, who's finally out. <laughs> Apparently Trigg was <laughs> commuting from South Australia. Fucking hell, Carlton. What? Every day? No, weekly, I think. <laughs> a flying fly-out CEO who'd rather live in Adelaide than Carlton. It's like, only, uh, only now I fly to Adelaide. It's quicker it's like than that... driving into the city from Pakenham. True. But you got to get yeah, to the could, air. You got to get to the airport and back too, though. Each each could, way. Could understand the reverse. Like, isn't that what um, Dean Laidley did as assistant coach for Port? He like he, actually he, he didn't even want to fucking go to Adelaide. He just tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 would have struggled as an assistant coach, Richo. Yeah, I could I I could understand like not wanting to live in. Adelaide. <laughs> but what, what's what's wrong with Trigg that he wants to actually live in Adelaide when he's working in Melbourne? Yeah, it's not good. I mean, and people leave Adelaide, and people don't go into Adelaide. Yeah, but if he's if he's there, I, I hope he ends up at Port. <laughs> That'd be funny. Biding his time. And speaking of Port, if we're done on Hawthorne, can we talk about Gold Coast is selling their game to Cairns, which is interesting. They're going to play North there in the first round. Why don't they just play it bloody right on the equator? Play it on the sun. It's pretty shit condition. But they're also selling one to Frio, is the rumour. Selling games. Does that mean Fremantle gets 12 home games next year, plus the one against... Plus their away game against West Coast. Mm, so yep. 13 games. Yeah. 13 games. Yeah. That's outrageous. games at the new stadium, which is apparently quite overpriced. That's only five less games than Collingwood gets at the MCG. <laughs> <laughs> but the funny thing about this, though, yeah. is that Gold Coast are finding new games to sell because Port and Koshy have tried to ask them to take less money to play in China because Port lost money on China. <laughs> Fogstradamus yeah. tag for all of us. Well, just... Financial guru, Koshi. They need Tom Petrovsky. No, the only so organisation so... to lose money on China for 30 years. <laughs> all you have to do is make bricks to, to make money. What's it, a sellout? Not China? even Gil found a way to spin that when the seats were empty. <laughs> Port in China is the Lockie Weller trade of um, selling games. Um, the Gold Coast made out like bandits, got a lot of money. Probably picked up more Chinese followers than mm. Port. Gold Coast yeah, tourism like did well, but... Those, those national colours. Port lost yep. money and Koshi looks like a goose again. <laughs> I love it. Can you imagine the promos in Shanghai? The Gold Coast people going, come to the Gold Coast. It's beautiful. <laughs> hey, come to uh, Port Adelaide. We've got... Barrels. Barrels. <laughs> it's quite funny. And frog cakes. High <laughs> floated. Um, I went on a cruise... From Perth to Adelaide, and um, you get Thank out. God, what possessed you to do that? <laughs> I don't know. It, was, it seemed like fun. Doesn't matter. What matters is that obviously it docks, and there is what they call Port Adelaide Train Station. Now I don't know if that's technically Port Adelaide or not, or if it's just called that. But cross the road, like, and literally there was a car probably at least two to three hundred meters away. Cross the road with you know with the bags and stuff, and it drove past and yelled abuse at me. <laughs> Like, how's, like, how many... <laughs> your first taste of Adelaide. <laughs> yeah. Were you wearing your North jumper? No, I wasn't, actually. You can only wear those after you've won the grand final. 
Yeah. And, and for only maximum, for a week six, afterwards. Only for like six months after. Six months after. <laughs> That's the reason. But it, like, you know, it, that promo, you know, come to Gold Coast and it's got all like the beach and all that sort of stuff. Kind of put out like, ah, oh, get off the road, you fucking <laughs> It really amuses me how we've, we heard for so long about how great this was going to be for everyone. And fucking Port lost money. That was the one measure of fucking success, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, that was, that was a little... Yeah, that was the idea, was to make money. Yeah, it? like millions of dollars of sponsorship, and you know, and they lowballed Gold Coast on the price too. They only paid them like 500000 when it probably could have... Most other clubs would have asked for a million if they were forced to, but Gold Coast being poor as fuck. But yeah, but like when they sort of got the game, like, you know, they were spruiking, oh, we didn't even give up a home game, blah, mm. blah, 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 blah. <laughs> So can they back out of this, or do they have to keep... Um, no, I think it was year to year proposition because they can easily back out of it if Gold Coast don't accept the um, sale of it, and if they try to, so if what they told this? the Suns we don't want to pay you five hundred thousand anymore, we want to pay you th- four hundred or three fifty, and the Suns said, yeah, no, we, we no need to break game. even. Come on, yeah. not, not now that uh, Evans is in charge. Like, Do you think the, the only hope they've got is maybe maybe North will go up there? It's basically like you getting given $22 for smokes and then thinking that you might keep the change, <laughs> and in the end, it turns out they cost you more, mate. Yeah, but you, you, you would think AFL are going to pick one club and go, fuck it, you're going. Well, they're not going to. If, if the Suns are being offered that much, like no club's going to accept that if they get not paid a pittance because Port can't turn a fucking profit on the game. The AFL can't make a club do that. I guess the the only thing that (laughs) the AFL could pay (laughs) on its behalf, and maybe they would, but from the AFL's point of view, like, what what have they got to gain out of it? Yeah, exactly. I guess they want to grow the game, but... Why the fuck did they underwrite the thing? What do you think? They underwrote it as part of their promotional budget, but I don't think they're going to find an extra 100000 in there just because Port overestimated them the situation like if anything it would tell the afl that if china's ever going to be ready for this it ain't fucking now and it ain't fucking poor well, it's like we're saying pre-show you can sell the games to afl or markets that are starved of afl that want afl china wasn't even <laughs> remotely no, the AFL's plan is to impose afl on markets that don't even know what it is yeah it's not even places like New Zealand or the US or, you know, where the, at least the game's a curiosity. or, yeah. or and, and culturally there's some similarities. Yeah, like, it's just like instead they're going to China who would never have seen it before a lot of them. Surely the, the logical move is Hong Kong. Big international city, large Australian expat community. They'd obviously tell the locals you'd be able to get an interested community. Obviously, the, the Chinese cultural influence would then disseminate back to mainland China. You can't fucking lose. All the casinos, it fits the AFL's gambling idea. image, right? Lethality. Yeah. Macau's yeah. right close by, so if they if they sent the bombers up there, you know, Jake Street could just head right. from the game, Hong Kong over to Macau. Mm-hmm. Is Hong Kong big enough for an AFL ground? Probably not. Play other I've got cricket. There. I've got cricket grounds there, so yeah, so they could be English-sized cricket grounds though. Top like it's Hong Kong. Well, it's probably still bigger than the SCG. <laughs> <laughs> One other thing: draft day trading of picks is going to come in, which will extend the trade deadline, which we sort of touched on a little bit earlier. I like the idea of draft day trading, especially if you've got multiple picks. Well, not if I don't it's see only how this picks. works. I don't see how this works unless you can trade players. Correct. Well, no, but you can. And you can trade. 
there's a lot of there's a lot of draft pick trades being done. Like we traded pick fifteen for twenty and twenty five. It would be better yeah. to do yeah, that on draft really day than like, now. Uh, look, it, it clearly makes sense, and and it would happen like it, there would be two or three trades a year max and what it'd be used for if is if a player you're targeting unexpectedly slips like Brody Grundy yeah and you just say okay we, we got to pounce on this opportunity and you you got to give something up to be able to trade on a on, trade in for a player at that moment that you thought was but they're kind of doing it by half though that's the problem like you wouldn't be able to do it the whole way like with players because players have to agree whether or not yeah. whether or not players should be able to do that, well, then that that's something else. But the clubs they stand up to that. They'll be weak on this free agency thing. They need to next time free agency will come up again where they want to shorten it or make it that if you're not yeah. if you're yeah. below the average wage, you're a free agent. I don't think they can do it until the players start making more money. Well, players are doing all right. I, well, I know they're doing all right, but it's almost like the, the until the players can literally be like a fucking American athlete or a European athlete where they can have a house in this place and then a house in the other so trading them doesn't actually matter yeah I think, I think that's I think when the, that's when the, you can start to the, demand the that yeah, that's not going to happen for club, a long time no the clubs have got to take a stand though in terms of players nominating clubs yeah I, I agree with that it's not free agency don't treat it like it is yeah that that probably won't lead to players getting traded without their consent. Mean? But we've well, got to find think, a happy compromise. If a player requests a trade, then they should be able to be traded anywhere. If they don't request a trade and some and the club wants to trade them, then they should have to get permission. Actually, like I think the um and Geelong supporters would do well to remember what the rules of the AFL state. The rules of the AFL state you're eligible for a home state final, so maybe they could they could, they could work home something in there where players can nominate a trade to a particular state. Especially if you're going to play the fucking homesick card like so many disingenuous cunts like Jake Lever. Yeah, players yeah. nominating a trade to a state, at which point they can be traded to any club in that state without... Homesick for Melbourne and $800,000 a year. Mm. I would like right, to see I mean... them try to put something like that in. Can I just say on that, I'm amazed the backlash that came at Tex Walker. Like, I know he was very silly to use the word success, obviously, but the backlash that came at Tex Walker for actually that, basically that, saying Lee is full just, of shit, he's a mercenary. Like, you, good on him. You, you're missing, you're missing the, uh, the point there with, with Tex, because what he defines success as is looking intimidating during the <laughs> national anthem. They, they ticked all those boxes. <laughs> but still... Like, I think that's perfectly relevant, the fact that if Jake Lever clearly said right. that if Adelaide offered him yeah. more, he'd stay Every- put. And then he plays, he says homesick Everyone for everybody else. Everyone knows he left for money. It's not even up for debate. No, but gullible people will buy it. And Walker basically put that to bed and all of a sudden he became he became a jerk for telling how it was. It's like, come on. Speaking of, um, Lever's got a pretty floggish family. Speaking of his family, Lever's fiance, the teacher that he's been in the long-term relationship with, that, you know, he's been with for, you know, he's 21, he's been with his 29-year-old school teacher for quite a few years. Hmm. They booked when he was 16, apparently. Nice. 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 (laughs) Was she a teacher at his school? Oh, I wonder how else they would have met. Yeah. (laughs) We need to find Jake Lever and give him his luckiest little boy badge. Maybe she bought him cigarettes or something. (laughs) The the Adelaide board are the experts on all things Jake Lever and Jake Lever's family. That's the other uh, thing you're insinuating. Lever's dad's got tattooed all over. Uh, He's got tattooed on his arms. 
loyalty and honour. And boy, uh, did that uh, get the Adelaide board worked up. Yeah, unfortunately on his chest, it's, he's got to me. Well, to my wallet. Yeah. Anyway, do we have anything else on the future draft pick trading? Like, this works in the NFL without really trading players. It's all about this is where the points come into it. This is where North could have made some... You could make some draft trades, Dan, if it was in for this year, but it's not. It's in for next year. I, I noticed... Oh, North will find a way to fuck it up. I, <laughs> yeah. I noticed that Paul Roos was banging on again about needing to raise the draft age. Oh, fucking like, hell. Shut Why? up, you senile old man. <laughs> He's in the twilight zone. As bad as uh, Mick was. He's getting towards Malthouse territory, like old man yelling yeah. at the cloud. Like, no, you don't raise the draft age. You've just got to have more responsible clubs that don't throw a fucking kid like Jack Watts to the wolves just because Dustin Martin can be. Yeah, or Pal Pepper or Ra. Yeah. Like, why would you unnecessarily hold back the, the kids that are ready? Right. It's not like it's not like the other ones can't bide their time in the seconds. Exactly right. They must do a year of uni or TAFE or... A trade or something. Yeah, where they can play in the state leagues for <laughs> fucking no reason, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Doing it and yeah, exactly. Ruin their ready. careers. <laughs> Let's go to this month on the bay. Thread of the month. What do we got? Bottom fifties, all right. Bottom fifties. Damien oh, Hardwick's oh. a waste of. Uh, Damien Hardwick. Damien Barrett is a waste of. <laughs> yeah, not bad. Also, like the Bledisloe Cup thread is coming oh, home. Boy. Good one, plugger. <laughs> the memes and gifts that, that represent your team is yeah, yeah. That, that was a good one. I can't remember what else we've had. The Josh Shackey wants out thread. <laughs> <laughs> Did it happen, Dan? How do you feel? You got the Fog Shadamus. It's fu- yeah, I know. You got it. Right. it, was, it do you know what? Like it was happening either mid-year. Dan, do you know what? Uh, I, ne- I never wavered. I got a prediction too, mate. The sun will rise tomorrow. Anything else over the last month we got? I'm sure that Bosk had a good one somewhere along the track. Yeah. I think he's, he's, he started They're about 50, enough so at the wall. One, one <laughs> of them must, yeah, one of them must be good. Yeah, and I guess you could say the same for Red Vest or Pack Lunch in that regard. It's not the, the Gary Ablett one, is it? The Lost Respect one? Oh, that, that one was pretty... Oh, that's, that was a pretty ugly uh, bump, that uh, one. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. To be fair, it was, it was accurate at the time with the knowledge that was publicly available at the time. Yeah, just it yeah. still doesn't look great, though. No. Yes. Essendon Destination Club from Zach are not bad. I can't think of anything that's been a genuine standout. It's... Maybe we don't have a winner this time. We can give it to bottom 50 like we always, you know, because we didn't give it last so the... time because we said it would happen later. Yeah, give it to bottom 50. Yeah. Um, All right, give it to Moffra's bottom 50 then. He's going faster than last year, but he still could be going a little bit quicker, I think. Still, good things take time. And, yeah, uh, you don't rush yeah. a genius. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because if, um, if you rush it and quality suffers, then everyone will say, oh, it was better last year. Yeah, which seem to see that every fucking year. Been pretty bloody uh, good this year, I reckon. Yeah. Just, uh, although I, 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 I would say uh, Billy Hartung at 36 <laughs> is a very egregious mistake because he yeah, should be at top least five. top 15. Top 15. Top 1. No, no. That, no Tyvee Carey will be 1. Yeah, like, you know the top 3 already. Vickery, Main, and Jenkins. Vickery, Tippett, Stringer. <laughs> oh, sorry. Vickery, uh, Tippett, Main. There you go. Oh, Main. So, well, Stringer's in the... Like, th- there'll be a surprise, though. There's always one. Oh, actually, I've got a late honourable mention. Let's stop the crimes together from Smith to Vickery. <laughs> yes. The uh, change.org petition. <laughs> In which, yeah, I don't know, he was um, petitioning to the Austrian government 
to uh, please instigate the Geelong scats. <laughs> oh, uh, God. Just, just um, great work from Smith to Vickery. Who is, uh, also, you really are, you really are um, scraping the bottle of the barrel, aren't you, mate? It's not him. Yes, it is. Yeah. Every, everyone, everyone knows Smith to Vickery is red vest. Oh, here we go. I like this one that got overlooked on the main board. It's from Absolute Madman. It says, what is the prognosis <laughs> for Geelong now with them having ASD? <laughs> Which obviously means Ablett, so with Dangerfield, but it also means Autism Spectrum Disorder. <laughs> Which I'm sure, considering the word prognosis was used, I'm sure was a deliberate choice. <laughs> oh, Leaf Allaby will be on that one, won't he? No. <laughs> That guy had another great thread. Um, I think it either got locked or sent to the bay. Well, uh, I also like the response in there. It's like it's more likely to be SAD sad. Um, we, we got for flog of the month though. Have we got anyone? Like... Any one of those miserable Geelong cunts have been crying rivers of salty tears for the last three and a half weeks. Yeah, over that and over oh. fucking and saying that it wouldn't be a trade for pick nineteen and any of the main board types that have joined the PC transgender brigade, <laughs> you, you lot can get stuffed. All of you can get stuffed. All of you. you whether you're moderators or whether you own the fucking website, you can <laughs> all get stuffed. <laughs> Podgy's been make going hard the last few days to try and Get a few points in yeah, that department. He's pretty facetious about it. So uh, there's there's so many Geelong supporters that deserve it, but it's hard to go past um, Subaru. Ooh. Well, she absolutely. I mean, my Damien Barrett thing. She started off very well, but then it became a bloody shit fight between her and the Port people. The way how it goes again. That's why I have no opinion on her. <laughs> So I have no opinion on her because I just I never read the any shit fight threads. <laughs> Cannot be bothered. The, the thing is, it's it's like the Hawthorne Geelong stuff. It's fine if it stays in its shit fight thread, but it definitely has not. Yeah, and it's, it so makes it no fun to troll either of those two clubs because you know they're going to fucking turn up. Just make a thread, call it the Ramsgate, and just throw it all in there. <laughs> the Ramsgate. Call it the barrel. On. Throw them in the barrel. Like, it could be a subboard, and then they can... Subboard the barrel. <laughs> or the pie floater. Never had one of them, never will. They look horrid. Good old Teffy's probably close to another account cancellation, though. He's, he's starting to get a bit melty. Uh, North, it, North not landing just... any big fish is, I think, getting to him a little bit. Yeah, yeah I, he's I, been I think an he absolute might be on the precipice. Mm, he might like, be on the precipice. He's just about ready for and, the traditional well, melt account cancellation back with a new one. His rationalisations of how Richmond had fucked up by that wouldn't keep Martin and wouldn't win the mm. flag and wouldn't win the final and all his rationalisations post that have been hilarious. Any other flog of the week noms? Ford Press. He's another one that's joined the fucking transgender PC oh, brigade as well, we which, is, which is no surprise. Fuck. <laughs> um, and we'll finish on the questions because there's nothing else to finish with like we could look forward to the draft but there's not much to look forward to unless you're Richmond and you're drafting Patrick Nash mm. and that's going to be nice and in a couple of years time we'll be looking forward to Morris Jr. too uh, delicious oh, did you see the little highlight I did on, see the little highlight Twitter? oh, oh, oh good <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. Don't go too early, but yeah, he, yeah. yeah it's a bit wrong to be gooing over a 15-year-old boy at this stage. It is, yes. Yeah, it's, it's a big creep. Right. <laughs> but yeah, the questions. Vesti wants to know, will I admit that I was wrong for the second consecutive week when I said nobody wanted Motlop? Well... I guess Smeghead answered this best. Port R no one, so <laughs> I can't do any better than that. But for the sake of it, look, he also said that they wouldn't trade fucking pick nineteen when they got it. So mm. look, someone took him. I'm amazed, but really, Port don't count. Like, look at who look at who else they took. I'm not amazed. It's always a home for a talented player. He's not a total fucking write off as a human being. Mm. Like he's, he hasn't delivered on his talent, but he is no. a talent. But that just puts him in the category like his cousins or his brothers. Mm. Are they brothers, cousins? I don't know. Brothers. Both. Like, particularly Daniel had a lot of talent, but he... He got fat. Uh, they're no Rioli. No. Except for Dean. They're more, they're more like Dean Rioli, the Motlop family. <laughs> Teacher's gone, so this question's probably irrelevant, but Penal might be able to weigh in. Bosk wants to know, Teacher's players are avoiding Geelong yeah. like the plague. How can the Cats become a hashtag destination club? Well, Recruit 34-year-olds. You'd have to move out of Geelong. Like, it seems pretty obvious. Like, pick up your bags and move to a place that isn't a complete shithole. Just move your home game to the MCG like a real club where the finals are played. Mm. Yeah, being in Geelong is like being in another state. Well, it actually is being in another state because we don't really count Geelong as being part of Victoria. It's more of a state of emergency. (laughs) Yeah, like if, if we have to evacuate... And get out of Melbourne. I mean, well, and if we or, had uh, to, we'd go to, rather go to Ballarat. Given, halfway given there, their, uh, given the supporters' behaviour recently, it's a state of denial. Yeah, it's closer. I think we've answered that question reasonably well. Not Cookie wants to know. Given North did sweet fuck all during the trade period, what did the North staff actually do in the trade room to pass the time? Well, I think I covered that. They had the come fuck me in the ass booth uh, for the hot yeah, for the no. week. And Rick and Nixon's some of them even and some of them nicked off to the to the women's draft, even though we don't <laughs> technically have a team. Yeah. Um, well, that, I think that was just them following Ricky Nixon, who they probably spent a lot of time with as he did his whole trade week, accosting people in the car park. Oh, that, what that peanut was there? It's big, I don't, don't know. I mentioned father sons before, and Gornage wants to know worst trade ever apart from O'Reilly to Carlton. So I guess Weller, Andrew Collins for Sean Reed, Highway Weber Robbery on one side, Premiership Ruckman for. Andrew Collins. But I did want to mention that I had to check out the Freo board for other reasons because people keep going with the line that Morris Rioli Jr. is eligible for Fremantle, but that's actually not true if they'd done their research. But I went to see if the Freo board were going over it just for the lols. And I did come across an interesting piece of information that Stephen O'Reilly has a quite decent son. Unfortunately for Fremantle, he only got to 98 games for them. Oh. <laughs> The delicious part is Stephen O'Reilly is actually Frio are going to get fucked. Carlton got fucked. It's sort of like I am amused by that. So I would say that would be up there. It keeps on fucking. The gift that keeps on giving. So Frio missed on a father-son whilst fucking Carlton. I'm going to say that is not the worst trade ever. That is the best trade ever. (laughs) I don't know. I think Pay Ford nailed it with uh, the Jonathan Hay deal. Two first-rounders. You gave him two. Yeah, we had our own, and we got a first rounder for Daniel Motlop. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, I didn't know you gave him two. The first rounder for Jed Anderson is starting to look pretty bad. Yeah, no, no, not pretty bad. It is bad. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I try. I tried my best to defend this guy early on when Pina would mention Burton, but I just, I just can't do it anymore. I can't, I can't it's do over. it. Damn, it's over. Like, quite lucky. 
he's quite lucky he's got another year on his contract. And the fact that you're yeah. cleaning out enough dead weight as it is. Like... Well, yeah, I mean, he couldn't even get a still... game left this year. But he's, he's yeah. got the advantage on his side that he's at least young enough to keep around for some no. reason in the hope that he's... It's, a, it's another... Hawthorne, Hawthorne has swindled us again. Uh, you shouldn't trade him. Thought... You like Charlie no, no, Brown? No, no. We, we have to stop. No. We have to stop trading. No more trading with Hawthorne. This time, hey, I'm hey. going to kick the ball. I swear. Hey, <laughs> he he will come good. Please trade no. with us again. No, we're not doing. We're not dealing with you again. No, could you imagine honest. we trade him back and he wins a Brownlow? <laughs> yeah, that won't happen. Yeah, no, we'll, but <laughs> they're going to send you a broke down Omira <laughs> at the end of the year. Yeah, no. you'll give us Ben Brown in return. <laughs> no, the... that's horrible. No. <laughs> No, Ben no. Brown for Vickery. Oh, oh, oh no, no, that's, no. Tyrone that's will be in jail by then. Uh, Tyrone's a good, good boy from the from the inner Bayside suburbs. He's got a law degree. Jake King will take the fall for that. Well, he's a fucking that's... idiot if he's got a law degree and he's getting Jake King to do. That's the delicious bit. irony. You know, mm. there was a lot in that story. It was just. <laughs> Ty Vickery's one of those guys who's very intelligent but really stupid at the same time. Yeah, like smart, uh, no sense. Yeah, like, mm. aren't most of football's smart guys kind of dumb? Like, Will Hitzer <laughs> and Ryan Lake were in yeah. that category as well. Whereas Dustin Martin's supposedly dumb, and he's one of the smartest footballers you'll ever say. Well, he was smart to string North along. He got himself a couple of hundred thousand disagrees. And he prayed, made Brad Scott commit to a contract. <laughs> Master troll. Seriously, when... I found out that he'd re-signed. He had a year left on his contract. We should never have re-signed him. No. But then I was saying the same thing about Hardwick when we extended his contract. Nah, but Hardwick was always a genius. I just... <laughs> yeah, we've been, we've been saying that all year. Yeah. Except for one other person who decided... He just needed uh, he just needed someone like Blake Carousella to come in and yeah. teach the players how to move the ball. Yeah, he can't He, he can't be spending his time going over the everything. small things. No. He can't go over the small things like Disposal and stuff. Movement. But Brad doesn't let any of his um, <laughs> assistants do anything. He lo- apparently locks the doors and pulls down the shutters. Normally, if I'd read that kind of a com- uh, read that kind of an article, I'd be first to go, "This is absolute bullshit." But you know, with Brad Scott, yeah, you know, with the Scott brother, that's it's so plausible. That it's plausible. That, that article's been been knocked on the head by people at North, it's, it's, it's bullshit. Yeah, I know. But why it even got to that stage, why it even got published... I only got knocked on the head awesome. because Brad would refuse to talk to them unless they debunked it. <laughs> oh, well, it, it, there could be what, some truth to what, what, what are North going to do? Like, are they going to come out and say, yes, absolutely, there's a rift between the coach and the club? Why not? Why not? It? Because these days now, the shit and average teams are being rewarded with premierships, and the best are just, well, you know. Who's the best that's not getting rewarded? Well, North. I mean, you have to Adelaide or, or GWS this well, year. Well, Adelaide were too and busy I'll... standing like Power Rangers. And... What are you talking about? The best team this year won the flag, mm. conclusively. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> well, watch the finals again. No, nah, well, yeah, you had a, you had a good year. Right. We finished but, um, two points off top. We, we, we were Adelaide a touch Adelaide, GWS not behind. in Melbourne. We played Geelong in Geelong, but not in Melbourne. We played Port in Adelaide, you, but not in finish, Melbourne. Where did you finish the year before? So what? It doesn't we, matter. We're not talking about what, the 2000 last year. As, as a consequence, what sort of fixture did you get for this year? We got, I just tell you, all the teams so, we played 
Soft draw that you capitalised on. Soft draw. We got Adelaide in Adelaide. We got Port in Adelaide. We got Geelong in Geelong. We got none of them at home. Champion data says otherwise. We got the Dogs and North that Eddie had. We didn't get them at the G. The only teams we got at the G that we didn't play at their home ground was Sydney and West Coast. You did get an insane amount of luck in the finals run, though, to get Geelong and GWS. Hey, we had to beat Frio by 100 points to get that. We played the the three other... No, 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 I'm not not discounting for what you're saying, but I was just thinking your run in the finals was like... Burns, I can't wait for the worst back-to-back team ever. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, to be be perfectly frank... Someone said you're going to win the grand final next year, but history's going to see you as the worst grand finalist ever. Well, stuff mm. it. I'll take the flag. Not I'll history. It's flogs. It's, it's salty flogs. Yeah, like as someone said in the worst premiers, worst premiers thread, I'd rather be the worst premiers than the best runners up. And it's just like, that's mm. pretty much it. If you looked at the, the list at the start of the season, you probably would have thought if you were ranking the lists that that, List wasn't going to win a grand final, no. but when you watch them play, the players grow the during the season. Yeah, players yeah improve. but but yeah, like Kane Lambert, Kane Lambert, that game, that game style, a good player. That game style, that game style. <laughs> they got two good players. Kane. Come on, don't overdo it. Oh, oh Dan, come on, don't, don't get, fall into this trap. This trap that he's in. That he re- he genuinely thought if you got Dusty, we'd swap ladder positions. This is this is backwards thinking. Yeah. And anyway, we've got no, four, I would, I would got go, four I would go champions. That. But if you didn't have champions. Dustin Martin, you no probably would have ninth or something this year. Oh, full ninth. If, he had a freak if, year. It was an incredible freak Dustin. year. That's a difference between bottom half of the eight and top half of the eight. But have a yellow still... sash. We might not be the Tigers. We didn't play well, that was kind of, it's, it's kind of the same yeah. argument also with the Guernsey. Like if, if you had a shot at all our players, we probably wouldn't have won the flag either. Like you can't just take one out that we drafted and developed well and say, oh, if you didn't have that one player, you would be... If Dustin Martin had a got drafted somewhere else, he might be in jail by now. Richard made him, and he knows it. Could you imagine if he got drafted by St Kilda? Yeah, or Melbourne. Melbourne didn't even fucking interview him, the dumb cunts. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh, he doesn't fit our profile. We're not private school. Yeah, you got to take Jack Trangove instead. Yeah. Look at Melbourne, mate. They take guys who go to a private school. Mm. Look at where that got them. Yeah. But they still try to play like, they try to be these hard guys. Mm. Working Burning class things. club, bath. Yeah, Melbourne. <laughs> Melbourne's always a tough club. Anyway. Is that it? I think that's just about it. Yeah, I'm done. Let's go. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I need to piss. All right, so this was the Flogcast for the trade and free agency period. Starburns joined by Dan. It's okay to vote no. Get your votes in. Vote no on what? Tits. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. I actually Which saw someone the- walking around putting junk mail in people's letterboxes, and he, this person had a fluoro jacket on that said, it's okay to vote no. I'm thinking, no. what? You, I mean, I mean, you can think that, but don't fucking wear it. Jesus, you'll get people throw shit at you <laughs> as they Funny. do what. So I saw Hannah Mouncey walking around putting male junk in someone's letterbox. <laughs> <laughs> Richo at the disco. Go to the Tigers. Premiers for at least another six well, months. Well done on getting Skype to work. You've you, you, you done well. Thank you very we, much. We, the hamsters we, are we, exhausted, we, by the we way. We were early when we lost you and we thought, oh, you're fucking with us or you're just... <laughs> Yeah, I can hear you guys perfectly. Speaking what? of the fluoro vest, you know what? It, that's unacceptable, but it is totally acceptable to still wear Richmond gear. 
just to bring that full circle. Oh, no. no, no, no. I'm going to go out our fluoro premiership jumper. It's not a clash jumper anymore. It's a premiership jumper. <laughs> anyway, the grill. Fight the power. And penal. In Jeff we trust. <laughs> that didn't sound... There wasn't a lot of conviction in that. I was trying to convince myself, but at the same time, <laughs> I'm kind of scared that Kaiko will get sacked when we lose to Geelong if we lose to Geelong. <laughs> Easter Tuesday. Clark goes back. <laughs> Off to Collingwood. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you after the draft.